Oh, Shy, we figured out she probably most likely has your personality over anyone else, so I win. I got the Shy. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait. Just wait. No, she has very similar habits to Shy so far. Mom and I were comparing notes, so I win. Here we are, and welcome to the Friday Night Movie Podcast. This episode features the original full Friday Night Movie crew. Our parents, Fanny and Roger, are here. And then, of course, the three siblings are here. So this is an actual recreation of what it would have been like on a car ride following a Friday Night Movie in our house growing up. Hopefully, we'll all still be talking to each other when the conversation is over. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my sister Becky in California. Hello, hello. How you doing? I'm I'm feeling good. I had a snack before we started the podcast, so I'm ready to go. All right. Very strategic this week. And Lily, I know you're in a very noisy atmosphere right now. How are you? I'm good. Um, it's carnival, so there's lots of noise, and there's nothing I can do about it. So... And so um, you've that's been aw- fireworks in the background. And you've been awake for four days. Is that how it works? It was like ten days, but the first four we left. So Wednesday, Thursday there's a break, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And oh, there's yeah. just, there's fireworks twenty four hours a day, right? And there's some things. So right now there's fireworks, but two seconds ago there was like a loud concert that you could hear, and oh. then before that there's a lot of Enrique Iglesias going on. Um, so it's like, there's always something. Okay. That sounds awesome. But I think this is the end. Like, I think there's the fireworks and then like, this should be it. Cause technically it was over yesterday, but like, they can't let it go. So it like lasts <laughs> another whole day. But Lily, isn't there an after party? This is like all of Sunday is the after party and it's like enough <laughs> already. Just turn off the goddamn music. It's like enough. Wow. That's some serious fireworks. Okay. Um, all right. And then we've I'll got, go back on mute. <laughs> and then we've got mom and dad, um, in Philadelphia and back from their incredible trip to Rwanda and Uganda. Um, Mom, how you doing? I'm great. I am feeling very good, thank you. Okay. Over the jet lag after a week. And Dad, good to be I'm back. I'm here. Um, after moving from Uganda to California and back again, I think my body is caught up with my brain. Oh, wow. That's a lot of travel. Um, so before we get into asking you specifics of the trip, dad came on right before you went on the trip and immediately we got messages from a number of people, all very concerned about what you were going to do about the Super Bowl, given (laughs) your Africa trip. The other thing is that before any of the prognosticators and experts predicted a Philadelphia Eagles win, you emphatically predicted it here on the podcast first. So First of all, we, we praise you for your bold prediction and being right. But the world really needs to hear what the experience was like. <laughs> Becky, you got to mute your phone. Dad, stop whining. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dad, um, 
the world wants to hear what your experience was li- listening, viewing, hearing about the Eagles Super Bowl win. Well, knowing that the game was going to be played while we were on the trip, I proactively called ahead to the lodge about two weeks before. And I, uh, just as the Eagles made the championship win, um, and uh, I asked them, you know, did they have internet? And I was uh, going to need it in the middle of the night because the game would go on 2.30 um, Ugandan time. And the person who answered the phone said, that, no problem, no problem, you'll talk to the manager. Uh, three days before we actually got to that particular lodge, I called again. Again, you know, just want to make sure everything's lined up. Again, spoke to the same person. And um, I said, look, we're going to need the internet, 2.30 in the morning. And again, no problem, no problem. You'll talk to the manager. And so what mom and I found out during the trip is that the general answer to all questions is yes, yes, no problem. And then you find out what the real situation is. So when we got to the lodge, which was that Sunday, I went to the manager and I said, look, going to need the Internet um, to stream uh, the game. Uh, You know, there's this important game that no one had ever heard of the Super Bowl. I wore my Eagles cap for two weeks. Nobody recognized it. I had to explain that the Super Bowl was the equivalent of the World Cup. Can you imagine if your team was in it? And he kind of got the idea, uh, but he said, look, there, there's, there's a problem with the Internet. And I said, what? Uh, he said, well, the router is solar powered. And also that we had, it, 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 the Internet was only in the main lodge where you eat, which is totally open to the environment. Right. Uh, so um, it was. um 2.30 in, in, at night, and there's not a lot of sunlight. And then, so I asked about a backup generator, and he said, no, no, a backup generator won't work. It's, you know, it'll make too much noise. And besides, internet is purchased in packets of uh, information. And you really have to go back 20, 25 years to when we all had dial-up. And he like, showed me that just... Like with just, those AOL CDs? Yeah, I, well, just he said, just by people using... The internet to look at their email, uh, 80% of the day's usage was used up. I, so I you know, desperately asked if I could buy more. And he said, no, you can only buy um, new packets of information once a day. So here we are. It's the afternoon of uh, Sunday afternoon. He said, but don't, don't worry. I get um, all of these super world sports um, channels. Um, oh, he has like 50 at, stations, at, right? At, at my um, at, at my uh, cottage, you'll come over and, you know, we, we looked on the Internet and it seems as if it would be on one of these Sky Network uh, channels and so on and so forth, maybe the BBC. So he said, look, you know, look you'll come over and uh, and we'll find it. And uh, so we woke up uh, at a quarter to two, a security guard came over uh, to escort us because we're near the Nile River. You have to be very conscious of hippos uh, getting run over by hippo at night. And, and sure enough, when we ex- you know, left <laughs> our little cottage, there, were, there was a hippo in the grass, but he was pretty far away. And we walked to the, um, the manager's cottage. We, you know, we ignored the signs, the, re- the real signs that say beware of crocodiles. 
And we got to the manager's house and he was very kind. He had popcorn made for us. He had beers ready for Aww, us. It's and, went, and we started to go through all 20 channels. I think and, it was more than that. It was closer to 50, I and swear. We had, and we had rugby uh, from Australia. We had Cameroon versus Ivory Coast in soccer. We had WWF oh, no. wrestling. Uh, it's just Jessica painful. Ninja this Warriors sounds thing. painful. And, every, and even worse, he actually had CBS, Fox, and ABC channels, but not NBC where the game was on. So oh. after, oh, after it's a, a knife in the gut. <laughs> and and then and then we went through every single channel on his network, which must have been about seventy channels, desperately looking for the Super Bowl. By now the game is past two thirty in the morning, which means past six thirty. It's already kickoff. The game has started. Hopelessly, uh, you know, we gave up and we started to go back towards the cottage and. As we, we, got, we did as, grab the peanuts and the popcorn. And and as we uh, went towards the, as we headed back towards the cottage, uh, mom said, "Okay, look, you know, you'll call shy and you'll you'll find out what the, what the what the score is." So now we're going back to the cottage with the escort, and that hippo was in the grass. That two-ton hippo is now right in the middle of our path. Oh boy! And, and hippos are very very dangerous. So you just literally stopped and we looked at the hippo and hippo looked at us and we had to shut off our light and, and there was nothing we can do. So I was trying to figure out how do you call a delay of game penalty on a hippo? <laughs> there's the hippo and I'm not going to be able to get to the cottage to call you until that hippo moves. So finally the hippo moved off into the grass. We ran into the cottage, we called you shy it was already the end of the first, I think it was already the first quarter was over. You kind of gave me an update on the score and, and we figured out that we could put the, we could put your cell phone next to the TV. Mom and I tried to listen through, through the same headphone, but it really didn't work. So mom was kind. She gave me the headphone and um, then I started listening to the game. However, the small problem then was, is that whenever there was a great Eagles play Allie screamed so loud <laughs> that I didn't hear what it was. So uh, I, I, I fell asleep at one point and I could hear her screaming through the headphones. And, and I could kind of like, you know, I could try to catch up to the commentary after the after the play was over. Chris Collingsworth was saying, but I couldn't heal the play because uh, the upload. Sorry, I keep myself mute. Your microphone. I'm, I am. I am. And then. Um, uh, and however, when the Patriots made a good play, it was deathly silent in your house. So the only plays I could actually hear <laughs> were the Patriot plays and the good plays. I just had to kind of like had to piece it together and I wasn't really sure of the score. And then you came on at halftime and, and told us. And then, of course, it came down to the last minute and the cell phone connection dropped. And oh. with one minute left to play, I, had, I was scrambling, called you back got back on the phone, then came the last play. We didn't, I didn't know what yard line they were on. I was trying to get you to tell us, tell me what yard line they were on. And then there was that endless, endless silence until you screamed, they won, we won, we won. And that's how I listened <laughs> to the Super Bowl. And I have yet, I haven't seen the game, the full game yet, but really? I'm 
watch it with you when we all get together. Now, you haven't seen the game, but have you seen the bill for the phone call? Because that's the other question that, I had. That was a three-hour phone call. I, I, it was from a, Uganda. Cell phone. Three and a half hours. I, I don't I don't want to see it until we see the game, until I get the full benefit of it. So I'm, uh, I'm imagining so, for whatever you spent on the call, you might as well have just flown back and gone to the Super Bowl yourself. No, probably, it's probably but, it's still cheaper than going to the game. I probably it's still cheaper watch. than going to the game. Everybody. The oh. one thing, though, that Daddy wasn't aware of is that while he didn't know what was going on, I kept texting Allie. Allie, what's going on? But, of course, she wasn't looking at her phone. Okay. So, Mom and Dad traveled around the world, and that evoked to me one of the, I think, most important memories I have with my sisters was the was the advent of the personal televisions on flights around the world, which, to me, leads to... <laughs> thinking about all of the movies that we have watched on the planes over the years. And I feel like when you're encapsulated in an airplane and the air pressure is different and you're eating really salty food and you're sleep deprived, what you want in a movie really changes from your everyday life. So first of all, what I'd like to ask, and we'll just go around really quickly, starting with Becky. What is your definition of a great airplane movie? What are you looking for in an airplane movie most of the time? Becky can answer this with one word. <laughs> Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> the one with if I, if I, I have mentioned this on every episode, I believe, since we began recording this podcast. Baywatch is the perfect airplane movie because under regular circumstances... I would not have the patience to see it all the way through, but it has many enjoyable elements, such as The Rock and Zac Efron in a buddy cop style movie, that really being the core of it. And when you're on an airplane and you're stuck in your little seat in your little compartment and you can't move and you're basically like, that's it. It has your undivided attention. All of a sudden... You know, there's nothing else distracting me. I can sit through an entire Baywatch alone. And so for me, that, that it's, it, the great airplane movies are movies that otherwise would not be able to capture my attention for the full, like, two hours. That's, uh, that's my primary, it's my primary um, criteria. Although I have a second criteria, which is, like, kind of a little bit, it's a little bit strange. The other type of movie I like to watch on an airplane are movies that are extremely, extremely emotional, where if I was watching them alone at my house, I would become, like, unhinged and I'd be sobbing. But if I watch them in public, I have to keep it together. So movies that are, like, emotionally challenging, such as Blackfish, that's, like, for me, like, a great airplane movie because it's really depressing, but this way I won't cry. That's funny. Yeah. I am I am more that's likely... That's my opposite. I am more likely to cry watching anything on an airplane i cried like a baby multiple times on this last series of flights that i was on watching everything from daddy's home to to brigsby bear i was just weeping we'll get into those in a little bit <laughs> um all right lily what about what's your definition of a great plane well I feel like it's changed since having a kid because before I would like take the opportunity to see something that I made like it could be a, like a stupid comedy like Becky was mentioning but it might be like that weird indie film that like I hadn't had a chance to see and they might have it on the plane and it would be more cerebral I think it'd be like ooh, what can I take advantage to see um, 
since having a kid, if there's just people talking and it, it's movement, I'm so happy to watch it. So it's like, <laughs> I haven't, I'm not even kidding. It's been, my kid's going to be two years old. I have not watched a movie on a plane since he was born because I just haven't gotten, been able to. And I take a lot of flights that are a lot of hours and it's not been possible. I've listened to podcasts. Um, so that's like fun. And like I've heard, Becky recommends like great ones to me besides this one. But I just um, haven't had a chance. And then the last movie. Um, so then I was on a flight recently and it was a short flight and there was Virgin America. They had free TV and also was asleep. Ari was asleep. And I was like, you can't nap. I'm like, this is a short flight. Don't make it through the day without this nap. You can forego this nap. You better watch something. And I watched like probably the lamest movie ever, but it was so good. And I'm sure it was good because I was on a plane. Mm. The movie Gifted. I really just watched it to see like oh, why Jenny. That's like it was good. That's Chris like a great it. airplane movie. I, I haven't like, seen yeah. it, but I would save that for an airplane yeah, because I, I probably I won't have the patience to sit. It. No, I just right. don't have the patience to sit and watch that like on a on like my free time oh. here. But if I'm stuck on a flight, that's the type of thing I would watch. And, I'm and sure I, like, I saw it on an airplane. As to why um those two got together in like real life so i feel like it was a bit of a documentary so i guess i'm gonna watch it to see their love blossom because they dated for a while after that and they broke up and then they were back together um, is that official i think they were back together i think you sent me that, that no there's article. speculation all right, all right mom. anyways what is it that um that was like my recent movie and the house is that what it's called with Amy Poehler. Oh yeah, I oh, I, I watched that and fell asleep <laughs> in the middle. Perfect of that. airplane. Perfect movie. airplane. Because yeah, because you're just like, <laughs> oh, it's funny enough, and you just want to like see some old friends. Yeah, exactly. Great. It's like it's like old. It's like oh, I love all these actors, and it's like they're doing skits, and if I nod off and I miss some of it, that's cool. Right. I like mm-hmm. my baby wakes up and I don't pay attention for 15 minutes. Ugh, it's fine. <laughs> that that one had a bunch of actors from the league, so that one was especially yeah. cool. That was funny enough. All right, over to mom. What's your definition of an airplane uh, movie? I watch pretty much anything. And if I give you a list of the movies that I saw while on the on the very long journey to Africa, it gives you a sense of my um, my ability to fluctuate from the kind of movies I like. What I don't do is I usually don't watch movies I've seen before. So I saw Thor Ragnarok, Wonderstruck, <laughs> Hitman, <laughs> Sorry, can you, can you repeat the title? I didn't catch the title of that movie. Sorry, what was that? Thor Ranganor, <laughs> Wonderstruck. <laughs> I mean, it sounds right it to me. I don't That's know it. if it's right or wrong. You know, it you have right. made a mistake with a title of a movie if whatever mom just said sounds right to the public. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I think you're 100% right, mom. It doesn't matter what it is. They made a mistake titling that movie. <laughs> Ragnarok. Anyway, no, no, don't Ragnarok. bother. Okay, Ragnarok. It doesn't matter. Uh, Wonderstruck, Hitman's Bodyguard, Suburbicon, Murder on the Orient Express, Victoria and Abdul, Geostorm, and The Lucky One. <laughs> With Zach, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Efron? Efron, yes. Wow. It's wow. an old movie. That's an awesome list. I okay. mean, I, I'm very eclectic. So when, the only thing I cannot do on, a, on an airplane is watch a very, very slow movie. Like we try, I tried to watch Dunkirk. Forget it. That did not work. Now that lasted five minutes. It's so, um, it's slow, you know, see it. So it depends also on the time, the the moment of the flight. If it's a short, like a three hour flight, then I get time to watch maybe one or three quarters of a movie. Then I just pick something that doesn't make a difference to me. But when I'm on a twelve hour flight, 
at the beginning of the flight, I can do something like Victoria and Abdul, which was awesome with Judy Dench. But then by the time we get to the end of it, I'm at Geostorm <laughs> or, uh, or Thor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And then I, and then when it's uh, short, short flights, I watch TV. Like I'll put on TV shows like, uh, I don't know, what are they? Big Bang Theory or some stupid stuff like that. Although I did get hooked on uh, the good doctor on this last journey. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's that's what I'm. I don't do the like every time I'm in an airplane, I have to see Baywatch. That that's not that's not me. Okay, you're, but, you're misunderstanding. Have, you're you're completely misquoting, but that's fine. I also have no problem with people watching Baywatch every time they're on a plane. But neither here nor there. <laughs> well, we'll get to no, f- favorite all time plane movies. All right, Dad. What what do you know? You have taken the most flights out of anyone in the family, even if Lily's catching up. Mm. <laughs> And I remember when you'd come back from business trips, and and this behavior of mine still persists today, where I ask people when they come back, not about what they saw, what they did. I don't even want to see their pictures most of the time. You say, what did you watch? I say, what did you watch on the plane? Yeah. So what's your go-to type of thing on the plane? Well, I like to watch, um, if I can find some really strange indie movie that I wouldn't ever... I appreciate that about you. I know that's to be true. I appreciate that. All right. So so it's an opportunity, you know, some dark Danish film or... um, Yeah, what was the name of that movie you made me watch? The weird Danish one? I I don't know, fun. Um, Okay, go ahead. um, um, That Korean film, Shai. Oh, The Divine Move. The The Divine Divine Move. move. You know, that's probably the, the best movie I ever saw on a flight. And the other thing, and That's and then cool you know, films like you know, like Beck says, you know, films that you wouldn't necessarily go out and spend the money on, but turned out to be a good surprise, like um, Murder on the Orient um, Express, that was really good. And then I also like to watch movies that I've seen before, but I just appreciate the performances so much that I would like to see them again. So I saw on this particular. Uh, trip uh, Wind River, which where Jeremy oh, Renner is, is uh, utterly brilliant, and um, and I watched Atomic Blonde because I couldn't figure out who is the bad guy at the end, and I watched it a second time, and I still <laughs> can't figure out who is the bad guy at the end. Okay, well, we haven't, uh, I haven't there, seen it yet. I want to get to. I can't figure out whether it was. It's okay. You're not going to find out from me. No spoiler <laughs> because I can't figure out whether it was James McAvoy or Charlize Theron. So. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So we've now talked about the, um, the we kind of mashed up what we've recently watched. And oh, wait, I haven't talked about mine. So my favorite. Yeah. What about yours? So my I go in two different directions. I either go for comedies like The House, movies that in general, for me, one of the highest compliments you can give to a movie is that it relaxes me and I fall asleep. And so movies <laughs> like The House and um Dodgeball, the one with Ben Stiller and all those guys. Dodgeball is probably the one I've watched the most on airplanes because it's funny. I I know the movie really well. No matter when I wake up during the movie, I don't really care. It just makes me happy. And so I'll watch almost every one of the comedies that are either less good or as good or better but in the genre of just silly comedy. That's my number one thing I'm looking for. I watched Fist Fight. I watched the one where... Robert De Niro and Stallone are old boxers punching each other. So I'll watch those. 
that's my number one. But the other genre I'll go to is I will watch a more thoughtful, emotional movie um, like Brigsby Bear, which I saw on this last trip, which is terrific and features an incredible performance by Mark Hamill in a very small role. It's a really complex, um, beautiful, and dark at the same time story. It also has some humor. Just, I don't want to tell anyone anything about it, but just if you ha- if you ever loved particular characters or cartoons or, or, or TV shows as a kid and, and they sort of got into your imagination, then it's a really cool movie for you. Um, so, but movies like those, or, or I'll, or I'll dig into a TV show and often finish a TV show. The problem is, is that with those serious movies that are a little more emotional or when I'm finishing a TV show, it, it pulls up this well of emotions in me and I just sit there getting like misty on the plane. I never cry during movies. I, in the last week watching movies on the plane, just was tearing up like a baby over and over and over again. And so what movies? So I teared up in Brigsby Bear. I teared up in Daddy's Home too. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Your period. You need to like doc- yeah. Maybe you have to talk I to a doctor. Hormonal. And then <laughs> maybe I don't know. And then I finished watching. Um, and and I'll settle this more for what I'm watching. But I finished watching the sequel series to Avatar: uh, The Legend of Korra, and that just like. That just opened the floodgates of emotions, and I, I rewatched the last episode multiple times and just sat there like misting in my eyes over and over again, like um, like a like a, like a teenager. So, and there's something about the airplane context that that brings that out for me. Like when I was 16, I was sitting with my friend Galit on the plane to Israel on the summer of Mahon, and we watched Mr. Holland's Opus. And at the end, when they oh. play the Opus. She cried like a baby. You'd never see me normally cry in a movie. You don't see me cry normally in, in my day to day life. But Mr. Holland's opus at the end, you know, baby. All right, now, Shai, uh, you bring up a really important point that no one else has hit on, which is binge watching on a plane. Oh, I didn't yeah. even consider that. When, when Some I... of the greatest TV watching I've ever done on planes has been binge watching shows. I essentially I just... got into the Goldbergs because of a plane ride. I just started binging one of the seasons and I was like, Oh, I'm in watching this show yeah, forever. Wow. I have gone through some really good shows. Yeah. Just binge. Yeah, I agree. But I tend to binge watch shows on the plane when I'm deeper into them. So I, mm-hmm. I don't often start a show on a plane, but I finished a bunch of shows on the plane. Again, back to that whole emotional crescendo. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyone have a all time favorite movie they've watched on a plane. Dad has the Divine Move, which I watched on a plane at Dad's recommendation, and that is a terrific Korean movie about Pi Go, right? Is that is that the game? Or Go? Yeah, Go. I don't um, know. I is. have a memory. I have a I have a cool memory to me of a plane movie. So um I don't I could I could IMDB to check the year, but uh, I, maybe I was sixteen or seventeen. Or, or 19, I don't remember, but dad and I flew to London together. Right. Do you remember that, dad, on our London trip? That would have been 98, so you would have been 16. Okay, there you go. I was right the first time. And um, we flew, yeah, to London, and we got, like, all snuggled up in our seats. It was it was really fun. And we I was like, dad, let's watch a movie together. And dad was like, okay. And so we, like, 
queued up. You know, our TVs right at the same time. You know, when you're down on a plane, you're like, go, oh, so you can so both important. watch. I make Allie do that <laughs> all the time. She's like, I mean, oh, I've had me to like alone. restart said, movies multiple times if you don't get it right on the go oh, the first absolutely. time, right? Absolutely. You have to sync it up, <laughs> and so we synced up our TVs, and. Like, I remember looking through the list of all these movies, and Dad and I went for, like, the indie, you know, kind of sort of lesser-known actor movie, and we we saw the movie Tigerland, right. and oh. line blown. And I remember being like, this movie is amazing, like, so well-written, and Dad and I talked about it for a while, and that was Colin Farrell's first American so, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, Dad and I turned to each other and we're like, this guy's going places. This guy's really like, <laughs> we're like, this guy's going to be a star. I just looked it up and Tigerland was in the year 2000, guys. What? Roger. It says here Tigerland was 2000. That's well, weird. that was that when sounds... you did your solo trip to London with Dad, not when we all went. So it would no, have been 2000. Maybe it is which 2000. Would, which 2000, which makes more sense. Wow. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I was. I was. So, uh, you know what, Lily? I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I'm gonna have to. Okay. But then again, I might have forgotten. I see so I'm many movies. Guessing you forgot about it. Well, yeah. at the risk of sounding yeah, that's repetitive, the risk of sounding repetitive, I'm gonna go with Watch. Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> and so, for, and for me, the memory I have was that for some period of time in this must be the 90s? Oh, no, no, late 80s, late 80s. Whenever we got on a plane, Opportunity Knocks, starring <gasps> Dana Carvey, oh, played. Such a good movie. Yes. Over oh. and over and over again. No matter what, it's like we expected Opportunity Knocks to be on the plane. And it had, it was sort of the peak of his popularity. It was a very sweet, funny con man movie. And... It featured a random uh, m- musical appearance of Johnny Clegg and Savuka's <laughs> Cruel, Crazy, Beautiful World. So a family fave. of Johnny Clegg songs in a movie. You know you got me. Yeah, yep. exactly. Just like George of the Jungle, not a George, great movie. Give me a little Della. George of the Jungle. But it features mm-hmm. Della from the same album. Della. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny great Clegg song. and Savuka. Uh, the, the, and so, and the other part was this was the first time I had heard the song Born to be Wild because Dana Carvey in the movie does the lip sync of Born to be Wild and while he's trying to escape the uh, thugs that are chasing him. And I thought it was one of the coolest things I had ever seen. And so Opportunity Knocks is the, to me, is the champion plane ride movie of all time. That's cool. I'm IMDBing as you talk. That was 1990. 1990. Okay, wow. Now, I watched that movie at home a ton of times. Yeah, so, I remember that was a great sick day movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, another whole topic. What are the best sick day movies and TV shows to watch? But that, the that, Cutting Edge. And of course, when you guys had sick days, I got to watch TV with you. So it's not like I watched TV when I had sick days. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like your sick days. I got to watch TV. That was cool. Uh, so. Just we're going to revisit. That's funny. Six days because six days is in a previous episode, but we're going to revisit here something from a previous episode because there was the first time we played our signature game by rent or meh. We talked about the movie Daddy's Home Two, Bad Mom's Christmas, and I forget what the third movie in the list was. But because of this recent trip I went on and I loaded up on a bunch of iTunes movies, we have now all seen Daddy's Home Two and Bad Mom's Christmas. Is that true? I haven't I seen Daddy's Home too. Saw but... the first half an hour of it. Bad Mom's Christmas. I did not make it through. 
Oh, okay. So I'm the only I one who, who... I think I know my answer so, to this game. So I'm the only one who watched them multiple times <laughs> in the last oh, no, week. No, Bad Mom's Christmas, that was, that was like legitimately a great movie. I'm buying that a few times over. Yeah, Jose was like, this movie's excellent. I haven't seen it. I, I agree. I it is an excellent it. movie. It was so funny. You guys, I have to see it. I missed it. Yeah, well, it's really it's on, yeah it's, mom, you were in Africa. It's on, no, but it was uh-huh. this last week. It's on. It's on iTunes. It's. It's. Anyways, it was very funny. I really did enjoy Daddy's Home too. It gave me everything I was looking for, <laughs> and it has an absolutely hilarious <laughs> musical. If you don't really want to see the movie, just skip to the end. There's a final scene where they all sing the song. Sorry, I'll mute myself. Oh, hold on. All right. Okay, she calmed down. Go. Final musical scene, please. Tell us more. Hold on. So, Daddy's... by the way, Shy, I just remembered that I saw the house. It was completely ridiculous, but a lot of fun. So, where was I? Oh yeah. Um, Daddy's home too. Oh yeah, Daddy's home too. The end. They sing the "Do They Know It's Christmas Time" song. Like all of the characters sing it. So. Marky Mark sings a part and Will Ferrell sings a part <laughs> and then John Cena who plays a cameo in it sings mm-hmm. a part and I thought that was worth the, the whole movie so I, I'll buy <laughs> I, I'm gonna buy Daddy's Home too in case anyone now that we've seen those yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched oh, it like, three so times in the last it. week yeah, you go ahead and buy it. I'll watch it on your iTunes. Oh, no, no, I, I bought no. it. I actually bought both. <laughs> he literally to be clear, bought it. I bought both of them. In the in the actual purchasing of things, they were both purchased. If I had to no, pick he one. means oh, our perfect. game. Yes, I know your game, but you actually bought it. Yes. Okay. He good. actually bought it, and he's figuratively buying it. Yes, I get that. Go ahead. Okay. Now we will <laughs> transition towards the end of the show. And talk about what we've been watching. Mom and Dad, have you been watching anything in particular lately that you want to recommend? Uh, more British dramas. Um, well, I mentioned Broadchurch, and of late we went to something uh, darker, a little bit supernatural, kind of had as a little bit of an X Files uh, element into it uh, called White Chapel, about the uh, home of. Uh, Jack the Ripper and all of the various uh, horrific crimes that were committed. Great character development, but you know it's, it's uh, the uh, the detective squad really uh, evolves as a character group. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it was very cool, Mom. Wait, sorry, just uh, sorry to interrupt, but didn't one of the like uh, lovely people on Twitter after Dad's episode somebody tweeted at us that they were going to check out those British shows that Dad mentioned? Oh yeah, Dad's Dad, Dad's like, recommendations. Yeah, Dad, I, I've gotten a couple of messages from folks who who really loved Dad's recommendations in his episodes. So, just uh, just one word on my recommendations. We were in uh, the middle of Uganda chatting with the uh, owner of uh, a lodge, which is, he's now the third generation uh, British um, uh, descendant of this family. And we got talking about uh, about British dramas. And the first word out of his mouth was Broadchurch. Oh. So everyone, it's a tough I, I thought I thought 
I th- I thought it would have been um I thought it would have been Horace Rumpel mysteries. Well, well, that's your daddy's all time uh, favorite. Uh, that too, but apparently David Tennant is has making a U.S. equivalent of Broadchurch, so we should all look for that. Oh, that's really cool. All right, we're gonna have to keep on that. I just don't know how he could improve on it. Broadchurch is amazing. It's really an amazing show. Cool. That's my new like that I, I can't wait for the next season is show. It, is it your new Outlander? White Castle? No, no, nothing replaces White Outlander. White Castle. Outlander. Please, is that shine. is that about Harold? Please, and, just, White Castle is that no, about the, Harold and no, Kumar no, solving no. The called, Jack the Ripper? White Chapel. White, White Chapel. Chapel. White Chapel. How could anything White Chapel? Outlander? I, I have be to, absurd. With your dad, with your dad loving White Chapel, I watch it with him. But for me, it's more of a. It's okay. It's a little. It's a bit too noir. Like it, you walk into a police station and everything is dark, always, day and night. It's like they create an atmosphere where everything is That's dark hilarious. and scary. Maybe and the they only have scary. permits to shoot at night for this show. I don't you know. know. The light is solar powered. Be- Becky's hey, dropping the industry the knowledge. So- yeah, maybe the light is solar powered, as the lead said. I said, this is a police station. Why don't they ever have lights? And the music, it's very, very dramatic, so you're scared. I mean, it's very tense. It's very scary. It's basically about all kinds of serial killers and murderers. And But the character development is what's worth watching that show for because every character is flawed in a very different way, and they're all excellent. And I don't know how much development there really is, but, but they're very cool characters. But I don't think it's in the same league as Broadchurch. Sorry, Roger. But that uh, okay. definitely none of them compete with Outlander. Sorry. Okay. And Lil, are you watching anything? Um. Yeah. I'm. St- it takes me like five years to watch a show, so I'm, uh, you know, working my way through Orphan Black. Amazing. Am I disappointed that Tatiana didn't tweet me back a little bit? But I understand. I'm sure she gets a lot of tweets. Um. And like I said in the Twitter sphere, if there was Oscars for television. And I don't mean Emmys. I mean I was Oscars. about to say, don't you mean the Emmys? No, no, no. I mean the actual Oscars, which is the the most of the most for TV. She would win every time. She'd be the Meryl Streep of Oscars, of TV. So sorry, the TV Emmys. Oscars. Yeah, she's she's incredible. She's incredible. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait till you get to the end of the show so we can. She do gets a whole... better and better, and like she blows me away more and more. And it's and the show is just is really well done. Have you gotten um, to the introduction of I Crystal yet? I missed that yet? show. I think that show is extraordinary. Of who? Crystal. Yes. Yeah, well, you I, met just Crystal? a little bit. Okay. Crystal's like in a coma right now. Huh? Oh, sorry. I hope that doesn't I'm ruin anything. Pretty sure. No, it doesn't ruin anything. I'm pretty sure Crystal does no, not you, go into. I'm pretty sure you haven't met Crystal yet. Then. Uh, yeah, I yeah. have because when Rachel. Okay, spoiler alert. Push pause if you want to see the show. When Rachel escapes, she uses Crystal as a decoy oh. and like has her kidnapped and put into that? a coma. Did we forget that? What? I don't remember that. All right. Listen, a lot happens in that show. To be fair, I can after the after this episode, we can break it down and I'll explain it to you. The point is that I'm watching that. It's awesome. Um, I'm I'm yeah, watching Orange Is the New Black. I'm almost done. That that is this last season, not this current season, but the one before, which is the one I'm on. Um, that is, it's a has a lot of very interesting things that happened in it. Um, so I wish somebody else watched it so I could talk about it with them. Um, and, uh, we saw Lady Bird last night. Excellent film. I know it's not best picture. I don't think it's best picture, but that is a great movie that everybody should see because everybody can relate in one way or another to that movie. 
that's, that's really cool. I think we're probably going to watch it tonight. Um, all right, Beck, what about you? What's on your mind? So I've started a couple, I've, I've been testing out a couple of new shows, um, both of which I'm undecided about. So if anyone has any thoughts, encouragements, or discouragements, I'm open to it. I started, uh, I watched the first few episodes of AP Bio. I don't know if you've seen it. It's the I've heard of Glenn, what's his name from It's Always Sunny and Patton Oswalt. Oh, yeah, I really want to see that. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It just feels like it's Dennis, kind of like a slightly smarter version of Dennis or a much smarter version of Dennis. Is more likable? No, 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 no. Just as unlikable. Just no. probably even less likable. Maybe he just like that guy. Just he must just actually be like that. I don't know what to say. So I, I'm not sure yet. I'm undecided. I'm enjoying it. I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy it. And then I also watched the first episode and a half of the J.K. Simmons show, Counterpart. Oh, what's that about? So it has like a hundred percent ratings on Rotten Tomato. I'm like, whoa, I gotta see this. I don't and believe Rotten like, Tomato anymore. Eh. Yeah, and then I was like, I'm done with Rotten so Tomatoes. It has a great it's premise. It has a great premise, but then I felt like the writing fell really flat. But we're willing to give it a try to see if it finds its legs. And it's basically uh, J.K. Simmons works for some secret organization. You know, he has he's like a tiny cog in this giant wheel of this organization. In Germany, it's some big, you know, office in Germany. And um, it turns out that for every person and everything that exists in our world, there is another version of it in an, in another dimension, basically. And the two worlds, there's, there's like basically a, there's like a passageway between the two worlds. There's some sort of mystery and inciting incident and now the two worlds are or jk simmons has to meet his counterpart in the other world is this not fringe have you watched fringe back literally fringe is truly one of my all-time favorite shows i feel like this is has a great idea and it's very it's noir actually since that term has already been mentioned this this episode it's a very sort of like dark film noir type of um uh you know genre thing going on okay. um i'm just undecided how much i actually okay. like the show because i think the writing's a little flat if you do want the alternate reality like title belt holder then fringe, fringe is really oh. awesome oh. Uh, that's another awesome. one this show is counter Cry- cried like a baby at the end of that one uh cried mm-hmm. like a baby at the end i could watch I, I watched fringe twice Don't and i could watch it, it again not finished Mom, honestly, I'm really good at following shows. Even I have a hard time remembering what happened at different times in Like I generally know where it got. It is a very complicated show, so don't worry. Mom's not going to mm-hmm. spoil anything. No, I mean, it's so You're complicated surprised. that I watched it twice, and I still don't remember everything. About, I have the general gist of it, but it's just brilliant. That is a show, yeah, that's that's one of the all-time. If alternate reality shows, that's an all-time great. Cool. All right, so for me, Shai, what are you watching? Shai, what are you watching? How are you doing, by the way? I honestly, I've got a lot. I've got a lot to share here. So jump in as I share my various (sighs) things here. All right, number one, at the top of the list, saw Black Panther last night. Absolutely incredible. One of the best superhero movies. One of my favorite movies I've seen all year. I'm sure that will persist throughout the year. I don't want to get into it in a lot of detail because I want to actually have us do an episode and get some cool guests to come and talk about the show, uh, talk about the movie. But the acting, the characters, the score, the sound, the music, visually stunning, a terrific, terrific movie. It deserves all the hype that it's getting. It's awesome. 
cool. Uh, and it uh, takes place in Africa. Uh, yeah, like a yes. made-up country, but yeah. Yeah, well, it, it just I don't want to give yeah, more more away here. about how it all works, but it's really really cool. And there's some. Don't say anything. I'm very excited. I know nothing about it, and it, I can't wait to go, see it. Go. It, it's it's one of these. There's. It's really cool as opposed to, you you benefit. As a watcher, by not being an expert in the particular superhero character, just go in and enjoy. In fact, in some ways, it doesn't. I know that Lily, in particular, is sick of Marvel movies. It doesn't really matter if you've seen any of the other Marvel movies at all, because this one stands on its own and does great universe building on its own, such that it does not feel like you are back. It is the freshest of the Marvel movies to date since guardians of the galaxy kind of came and shook up the format this is the freshest in a totally different way and the and the female characters the women in the show in this movie are absolutely amazing uh the 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 daughter played the the, the sister played by letitia Wright, just steals the movie so the totally totally awesome movie uh worth seeing uh i'll i'll, I'll let, let me riff a little bit more on uh the legend of Korra, which i did finish watching i liked it so much that i immediately started reading the follow-up books and funny. and i've read a lot of in you know canon these are these are official parts of the story uh and i've read a lot of this stuff for star wars over the years and i kind of can take or leave some of the star wars stuff these these books i immediately felt like i was back immersed in a television show both the the follow-up books from this and from avatar and again Got Misty at the end of the episode, at the end of the episodes, at the end of the books. So I'm all in on that show. And I had a really amazing experience connected to that show. Without giving away spoilers, um, one of the things they do beautifully in the show is uh, develop relationships between family members and romantic relationships. And there is a particular romantic relationship in The Legend of Korra that has become somewhat iconic. And... The actress who does the voice, her name is Janet Varney of Cora during the month of February last year, and then again this year, invites fans to do fan art. And I went ahead and did my best attempt at a fan art animation for this particular character set. And as I mentioned in my Instagram message, this was far harder than anything I'd drawn before. Um, it involved drawing characters that were hard for me to draw. And I did some things with the animation in terms of the background that were much tougher than stuff I've tried before. And I also tried to in include some lessons that Vlad taught me. In any event, I emailed it in. And Janet Varney, who you can follow, at Janet, J-A-N-E-T, Varney, V-A-R-N-E-Y, um, Re reposted it on her Instagram and her Twitter feed, and it was oh, and, and honestly, cool. because I feel like I've been on this emotional journey with this show, it was a truly like cathartic and moving experience to be able to share in that um, with her. Right on, and um, and I'm and I am I'm really thrilled that I was able to a go out and try to do something I hadn't done before, and b uh, that it got picked up and recognized by her was was truly cool she is That's very all, exciting she is also so just segue segue on her she is hilarious in her own right and a very talented actress and she is in a show that i've mentioned before called stand against evil starring john c mcginley and mm -hmm. and her and it's like an evil dead type of show where they fight demons in a small town in um i think uh, new hampshire or in new england somewhere and I finally finished watching the second season, and the second season was really a lot of fun. And 
I am pleased that it is renewed for a third season on IFC. I highly recommend people checking out that show. If you like horror comedy, this is really well done horror comedy with really great characters. So if you loved quirky characters on shows like news radio comes to mind of just like just weird characters, but you enjoy getting to know them and having their relationships develop. This is a really fun show. And, um, I have done a bunch of fan animations, which I call Stan animations, that their <laughs> that their fan club Twitter account Stan against um, uh, Stan against evil fan Stan against evil fans is how you find them on Twitter if you search them has has reposted a number of times and I've had a lot of fun interacting with all the people that watch the show they're very cool people so this this is a this is a really fun gem that I highly 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 recommend and um, a shout out to the folks that are that are are the fans of that show because uh, I'm very psyched that a third season is coming. Uh, And so Lily Jose might even like it because there's a lot of like very campy gore and, you know, exploding of demons and things like that. Well, that sounds like a great endorsement and I do want to check it out now. And um, I also wanted to just take a moment for some more to to give uh, some shout outs. Um, So I've got a shout out to Duncan Scott 3 who is the gentleman who recommended the snowman to us or snowman. And mm-hmm. he has recommended only the brave starring Taylor Kitsch. And I've said to him that we are already planning to do a Taylor Kitsch. You had me at Taylor Kitsch. Episode one day. Uh, oh, I and, knew I want to shout out too. Sorry. Go. And so Duncan, we're on it. We will get to it at some point. And thank you so much for your messages. Uh, also a huge shout out to my dear friend, Pam Gurley, who is the host of the Herspiration happy hour, which showcases women entrepreneurs, um, and, uh, has a really, really great relaxed atmosphere, but they get into some really serious issues. People should check out that podcast and check out the social media accounts associated with that. And the other thing that wait, 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 wait. I, I can shout out to someone. Go for it. Um, I was having a little conversation with Lily and um, a lovely person on Twitter. I can't pronounce her her handle, but Lindsay Lee. Oh, and she a- gave yeah. some, some Aphros XII, my favorite artist. Yeah, so she was giving us some uh, some scary movie. Oh, recommendations, right, right, and then I, why is the whole dubbed thing. Yeah, so right, but I'm and gonna, she mentioned scary Spanish I, movies. But they're in Spanish. No, but then she was just mentioning, she's like, oh, this is like the scariest movie I've ever seen. I'm like, I can barely watch movies that aren't scary, let alone ones that people who enjoy horror movies find to be terrifying. But I will put it in the queue of things. And when I'm feeling courageous one day, I will uh, check it out. So thank you. Awesome. Okay. And then last but not least, we have officially available... For the first time ever, I have created some T-shirts. Not yet for Friday Night Movie. Yeah. We have to figure out what we want to put for a Friday Night Movie podcast T-shirts. But if you go to pancakefortable.com slash merch, you can buy a, what I call the official unofficial T-shirt of Team Hot Stuff, as well as there is a T-shirt. For, there are T-shirts for men and for women, lots of different designs, uh, of the pancake playing the drums, which is a drawing that I've used before in a bunch of different scenarios. So those are available now, if people would like to to buy those, um, mom. Uh, yes, I'm buying a tank top. Oh, all right. <laughs> Which one? Team hot stuff or the pancake? The pancake. Dad, do, is there a way people can find you on social media? 
But Dad's Instagram I, is just I so am, good at our stuff. I am not socially immediately available. That's all right. Cool, Mom. I people can follow you at Inner Wonder on Instagram and on Twitter. And Becky, yes. where can we follow you? And what is up on Everyday Oat this week? Um, you can follow me at Paper BK Princess on Twitter. New recipes at everydayout.com. Check in. All right, Lil. Chi K Gomez on Twitter. That's where you can find me. And I mostly make fun of Shy. Which I think is. I I think that is my favorite part about what you do on Twitter. I think think if people can land a good joke about someone, like a family member, then you're really. Becky, you were also. Becky was so witty this week, too. I feel like. Becky, you're getting the hang of it. I mean, I don't. I don't have the hang of it. If so. I don't answer immediately when I get a notification, I lose the tweet in the abyss of Twitter, and I'll never well, find it again. I, I'm so bad. I like my own tweets all the time, and I don't really <laughs> even notice that I'm doing You're it. Dummy. Like I just see so much stuff. I'm like, oh, that was pretty funny, and then I like it, and it's my own. So shy is supposed to tell me. Well, I'm keeping an eye on it. And you can follow me at pancake for table on Instagram and Twitter. The whole Pancake Media uh, conglomeration is pancakefortable.com or pancakefortheTable.com. The podcast is at FridayNightMoviePod.com. And please subscribe on iTunes or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a review where you can because that helps um, – make us more available to other people with that but only we, if it's a really good review as long That's if, it's good review. if you don't like it, demand. it and with that we play the theme music and we dance our way out into the evening all right well, thank you for inviting us thank you guys for coming on thank you, thank you. a lot of fun love you thank you love you guys are we done Should talking I- a monster drummer too that's animal mm-hmm. i didn't in the I, I can't draw other people's things and sell them though i can only right th- yes but if but it's for sale so you should figure out why someone's selling it <laughs> that, no Go i mean online. disney probably sells things with muppets on it yeah because it's the muppets no so like but somebody the one that it. has monster playing the drums animal is being sold animal it's animal animal you should check it because I I was surprised that it was there available to buy. So I'm not taken... following. I'm I went a, where on the internet. It. You can buy on T-shirts with Muppets on them. Oh, Shai, no, you're gonna have so much editing through... to do this episode. Don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah, Shai, the one I with, your, need... with your with I have your, to go with Animal playing the drums that you drew. I never drew Animal playing the drums ever. No, then somebody else did. Okay, that's <sighs> my mistake. So somebody is selling a t-shirt with Animal from the Muppets on the internet. Is that what we've concluded? But it's, I thought it said Pancake for the Table on it. I'm going to check it out. Are you sure it's not the Pancake playing the drums? I don't know. And it doesn't matter. Anyway...